0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Tom Pelissero.
2: Rich will join us later on in the show from Munich, Germany, where he's getting ready along with the rest of the NFL Network Game Day morning crew to call the Bucks Seahawks game coming up on Sunday. First regular season game in Germany. And you've got a pretty big star in this game, Tom Brady, of course, uh, who, who was uh, handed an interesting gift this morning. Let's let's show the video. This is just from a short time ago at Tom Brady's press conference and uh, what happened it's here. It's
3: a, a special one, and we have manufactured for you Amazing. a special Those one. Are... one. <laughs> With tb B wow. twelve logo on it. Very cool. Bucks Leader really to have you here Thank you. And want you always to have good memories you, when you think back to Munich. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Those you guys like that? How would that look going out to the game in that? <laughs> Pretty good. Thank you.
2: That is awesome.
4: Thank you. Those
2: do yeah. not look comfortable. <laughs> I'll transfer that out there. Pure leather. I mean, Look really tight. It seems like a, a new item I might on add the, uh, Brady little, brand. Those website. are
4: a little chafing.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know that those are going to fit. I mean, i was going to make a uh, comment about Brady underwear, but I think I'm just going to leave it alone. No, please, that's, that's anyway, what we're here for. <laughs> make the comment. <laughs> Thinking about it, just going to leave it right there. <laughs> Wild guess uh, Brady apparently said he might wear, make uh, backup quarterback Kyle Trask wear them to the game on Sunday. So nice. that's really what I'm rooting for. Oh, Although elite. Trask is a big guy. Trask is like six foot six. Look at that. I don't think he's fitting. I don't know if Brady's fitting in there. Kyle Trask definitely is not. Maybe wow. this is Brady's plan, which is the thighs of Kyle Trask just blow out right. the leader hosen and, and he never has to worry about anyone daring him oh, love that. Uh, to put well, them on again. think those are more
0: so like find a frame, put them up on the wall in the office. I
2: could and, see that? You
0: know, yeah. Not necessarily the to to rock around Tampa. Um,
2: All right, Brockman. It's time for your favorite game. Are you ready? You know how... I'm always ready. Born ready, baby. Uh, You know how this works. I don't. So (laughs) I'll let you you take it away.
4: Time for What's More Likely. Hit it! What? What's more likely?
0: Never say never, but Never.
4: never. Hey, what's up, guys? What up, Chris? Here's how this works, Tom. Normally I'm gonna ask questions about the matchups this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. something like is X gonna do more than Y, or what's more likely he does this or that, is or X someone give it to you? Someone gets a road win, <laughs> something like that.
2: But by doing that to me, you're afraid it's gonna come across as gambling advice, which is strictly forbidden on the show. Well yeah. Well, when
4: you put it that way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't think. Since about you're like an that. information man, an insider, we're gonna mm-hmm. go. Big picture, off-season things Let's do it. that might happen. So, what's more likely? Who's more likely to be a starting quarterback in 2023? Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill?
2: Is the, is the segment who's more likely or what's more likely? It's both. It's both. okay. We'll take it. Uh, <laughs> semantics, Dom. Semantics. It, it's a it's an interesting question. I believe both. Really? I believe both will be starting quarterbacks in the NFL next season. Now, for Tannehill's the, contract for situation. Well, that's a different question. Uh-huh. With Tannehill, I'll his contract, the guarantees are up after the season. Okay. They've got a young guy, Malik Willis, who they drafted in the third round out of Liberty, who obviously is extremely physically talented, but we watched it the last couple of weeks. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, he not knows there yet. Not there yet. he's got a long way to go. So the Titans are going to have to make a decision here. Is there an upgrade elsewhere in terms of a veteran? Do they think they can bring Malik Willis along that far in time? Do they even potentially draft another quarterback in what's regarded as a stronger Uh, quarterback draft. I do believe that Tannehill at this stage is still starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I would say scouts and coaches I've talked to agree with that, but he's been banged up. He's dealt with the ankle. He had the illness a couple of weeks ago. Sounds like we don't have the final injury report yet, but it sounds like it's leaning toward he will be back for this week's game uh, against the Broncos. I believe he's a starting quarterback. I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is starting quarterback somewhere in the NFL too. There's a lot of different scenarios. There are a lot of teams that explored a potential Garoppolo trade. I think one that's the natural fit is the Texans. I don't know that they ultimately at the end of the season are gonna view Davis Mills as the long-term answer. And then they're obviously gonna have a very high draft pick. They can go get one, but you may not wanna play that guy immediately. That'd be a natural place for Garoppolo to go. He may not wanna be a placeholder. He may end up staying in San Francisco for all we know. I mean, it, we went through the entire off season, where every effort was made to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. He had the shoulder injury, the surgery, that really stalled things out. Otherwise, they would have had uh, deals that they could have made. They have to make a a calculation here based on how the rest of the season goes. Is it worth sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo or do you do what they plan to do, which is going to Trey Lance, even though his second season in the NFL went basically like his first season did. When he got action, he got hurt. And that's something they have to evaluate going forward.
4: Another quarterback question for you. A quarterback, who's more likely to have a long-term contract before the start of next year? Mm. Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts? That is a fantastic question.
2: There is going to be incentive for the Ravens to get Lamar Jackson done because they've got him and Roquan Smith and because the price is only going to go up at this point. I mean, barring some kind of catastrophic injury or something in the second half of this season, Lamar also... Doesn't seem to care. Weird. If he doesn't get the fully guaranteed contract, he's not going to sign. So it's a unique uh, negotiation with a guy who does not have an agent. Leads on his mom to be his advisor. Uh, Jalen Hurts has an agent, Nicole Lynn, who's done plenty of deals in the past. Uh, He's also got his fourth year left at a really low number. The Eagles would surely be fine with him (laughs) playing out the year on that number. Generally speaking, agents don't want quarterbacks in particular to play out their... Uh, rookie contract, especially because the Eagles then would have uh, tagging options. If Jalen Hurts plays at the level that he's playing right now through the rest of the season, I believe he's the one. He is more likely to have a long-term contract extension in place. However, with Lamar Jackson, if an extension is going to get done, you're hoping and thinking it's going to get done in February, March and not July, August like a Hurts extension could get done.
4: What would be the numbers
2: on a Hurts extension? Mind. There's this big gap in terms of there's a bunch of guys making 40 million dollars plus and then they, you fall all the way down to like the Jameis winston's who's making like 12 13 14 somewhere in there jalen hurts is somewhere i don't know that he's getting 50 million dollars a year but that's you know the going rate is 40 plus oh, why can't he get, all those guys. why can't he get dak money right i mean the Dak prescott contract which was of course a shorter term deal Dak's going to be up for a new contract in the not too distant future remember you only signed a four-year deal cowboys wanted the long-term extension after multiple franchise tags, they basically had him and they had, if they wanted to get the extension done, they had to give him what he wanted, which was a shorter term deal. Um, No, I, I absolutely think that he should be up in that range and every argument will be made for it. If he's not, there's really no incentive to do the deal other than he was a second round pick who hasn't made a ton of money to this point. But I would be, I would be very surprised. I would say this, if a Jalen Hurts deal gets done for under $40 million per year, just like I'd be surprised if any top quarterback at this point, gets done for under $40 million a year. That's just where the numbers are.
4: We touched on uh, Sean Payton a little bit yesterday, but let's just throw out a scenario here. What's more likely, that Sean Payton is coaching either the Colts or Panthers
2: or somewhere else in 2023? I'll say elsewhere. The Colts make some sense with regard to, they obviously have a vacancy right now.
4: Yeah, I did the two spots that are currently open. And right. Then, you know, we're kind of, yeah, and, and
2: with the Panthers, the the complication is, are the Saints going to trade Sean Payton in the division? And what would that price tag be? It'd probably be all the picks, you know, out of the gate. But Sean has a, he has a decent level of control over this. There's no way that they can, they're going to trade him without Sean being in communication, right? right. These are all going to fit together. They'd have to grant it because last year when the Dolphins called, it was like, yeah, nope. That was the end of that conversation. This year would be different because he's been out for a year because you're moving forward with the program under Dennis Allen. I I do believe if Sean Payton wants to coach elsewhere, the Saints will figure out a way to get it done. I don't think either of those two situations make sense right now because currently those situations involve Sam Ellinger and P.J. Walker playing quarterback. And Sean Payton's going to want to go to a situation. Maybe they can get a quarterback. The Panthers certainly are going to have a really high pick. The Colts quite likely are going to have a pretty high pick, but he's going to want quarterback certainty wherever he goes.
4: Uh, These two teams played each other last week. They're also the last two Super Bowl winners. Uh, Who's more likely the Super Bowl champ most in need of a rebuild, Rams or Bucks?
2: Well, the Rams are going to have a hard time rebuilding because they don't have picks. Because they've given up a lot. They did not make a big deadline deal here. But they're also tied into a lot of really expensive contracts between Matthew Stafford and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I don't see that as a rebuild. As long as those guys are there, they're going to be trying to compete right now because this is their window. You resign Aaron Donald for what you did. You really are playing this like you had a two-year window, 2022, 2023. Now they obviously have issues, and they're going to have to make some moves. And they've shown that they're willing to be aggressive and they're willing to eat cap, eat cash to facilitate things. I don't see them as a rebuild. I think the Bucks, if tom brady is not a member of the team in 2023 which remember unlike last year he can pick a spot now because he's a free agent uh i believe that that's a team that has to look into reconfiguring things they got a lot of veterans there's a lot of veterans on one-year contracts on that team you still have guys uh, like shaq barrett and devin white who are and um chris godwin who are signed and locked in for the long haul so it's not a total tear down but it would be a rebuild if you're talking about moving on from the greatest quarterback of all time. The Bucks are in a better position to do that.
4: And would Kyle Trask be the guy next year, most likely?
2: We haven't seen him. Right. We haven't seen Kyle Trask. I mean, coming out of Florida, the word from coaches and scouts was just, he's a big guy with a big arm, but he can't move. He's just not. Now, he was dealing with, I want to say it was an ankle injury or a foot injury through a lot of his last year at Florida. That definitely impacted his mobility. But he's still just like a big, you know, heavier-footed type of a guy, which outside Tom Brady, how many of those guys are playing – in the league right now he'd be the fit for the scheme but ideally when when teams are looking at these guys right now you're looking at the josh allen patrick mahomes prototypes of somebody who can get out stretch you with their legs make throws off platform off balance with tom brady he's the best for a reason because he can sit in the pocket dissect the defense get the football where it needs to go communicate with his players all the sight adjustments and route adjustments that's what makes tom brady great is kyle trask able to do that i'm not saying he can't we just have no idea because we haven't seen it in the nfl
4: all right, a couple uh, more here uh, about things related to this season. Uh, they're playing each other this weekend. It looks like it's going to be a Case Keenum revenge game. Uh, who's more likely to make the conference championship game,
2: Vikings or Bills? Bills. Right now, you, you would have to say it's Buffalo, although I think that the NFC is arguably more wide open. I just look, like, when the Bills are at their best, they have dominated opponents. I was at the game in Buffalo week three, week two. Week two, I think it was, the Monday night game against the Titans where that's a solid Titans team. They obviously are shorthanded in a lot of spots and offensively, they got some issues, but they put up points and nobody can stop Stefan Diggs. And they took it to a really tough team that does not get blown out often. and They blew them out. We haven't seen the Vikings do that. And that's not a knock on what they're doing. Kevin O'Connell deserves a world of credit for taking a team that lost so many close games over recent years and saying, we're gonna be situational masters. We're gonna know in these big moments how we're gonna operate. We're gonna be good in the red zone. We're gonna be good when it counts. And they've done it. You still know. We talked about with Harrison Smith yesterday. You get to that point midway through every game where you're like, "Ah, man, like this doesn't look the best." They're finding ways to pull it out until you see. And this is something that when you talk to people in the analytics community, they'll always say this: the best teams blow out inferior opponents. Mm-hmm. Yes, it matters that you are winning close games because there's there's you know something to that. But the best teams blow out inferior opponents. The Vikings have faced some teams that are struggling, have not blown people out. They're a very good team at this stage, and they got a ton of weapons, and they should get better because you got guys like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen on that roster. But you know, the Bills, when we've seen them with Josh Allen playing his best, they've been really, really impressive. So I got to go Bills.
4: But that's one thing about the Bills, though, in close games they've struggled. They're really good, like ten plus points per game. Josh Allen's record is like kind of amazing.
2: Well, and they're shorthanded in the secondary right now with, you know, Poyer's out now for this week's game. That's a blow. He's dealt with some injuries through the course of this season. So you have to look at those things um, in terms of how they're going to impact you. They didn't make a, you know, a huge trade. They did trade for a safety. It was like a down the line guy at the deadline, but they didn't make a, you know, a big move. So you, yeah, you, you do have some questions there, but you know, Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins, one drive. The Bills' offense or the Vikings' offense? One drive again. Maybe I'll feel differently in January. Again, the Vikings are a really good team.
4: Yeah, TJ Hawkinson really kind of fit in well last week. They really played, They put him into the playbook right away. Would he have nine catches, I, I couldn't believe it. Nine targets, so nine catches. I,
2: I talked to Kevin O'Connell, interviewed him for NFL Network before the game, and O'Connell told me he's like, "You're gonna people are gonna be surprised how much Hawkinson plays." And then so after we did the interview, I walked up to him just like, "Hey, Kevin, just, so let me get this straight. Like, how many packages is he in?" He's like, "Basically all of them." He's not going to play in 21 personnel because we've got Johnny Munt and somebody else who are going to be out there, but like everything else. I'm like, red zone everything's like, yeah. started working with the 10 p.m. on Tuesday. Crash course. We were like, hey, just let us know what you're comfortable with. Hawkinson was like, yeah, bring it on. And he wow. went out there and just it was the first drive. Yeah, runs an in cut. Yeah. Big play. Made yeah. a big play in the red zone. I mean, that looks like that that could be a piece. I understand why the Lions traded Hawkinson because second round pick for a team that's probably not, he's not going to be the difference between them winning the Super Bowl this year and not and you're not going to sign him, in their opinion. He wasn't going to be one of their core players, so you move on from him. But for the Vikings, a team that needed that shot, it was it was a bold move by Kwasi Adolfo Mensah. First of all, to engage with the Lions, your right. division rival, which he did during the draft, too. He traded them the pick that they used to take Jamison Williams. And Vikings fans went nuts. Yeah, right. and all my buddies who are Vikings fans were emailing about it. Why in the world do you trade within the division? He traded in the division with Green Bay during the draft, too. Well, then, because during the season, Lions communication open. What do you think about trading T.J. Hawkinson? And that thing came together quickly.
4: All right, last one. Uh, Five-win team most likely to make the playoffs. Chargers, Patriots, Bengals. Right
2: now, Chargers are the seventh <sighs> seed. But they all have five wins. The You know, the Chargers are another team that I look at and say they should get better. But they're just so decimated by the injuries. They, they should get better because, you know, Mike Williams. and Mike Williams should be back. In, he's not, probably not this week, but maybe next week. Uh, Keenan Allen, hopefully within the month, Joey Bosa, maybe a month or so away. They're going to get some reinforcements here and they're finding ways to win mm-hmm. for whatever the, you know, the focus on the, you know, the fourth down calls and, and and those things like the reality is how many coaches have done a better job than Brandon Staley overcoming those injuries through the course of this season. I mean, they're, they're playing above some stuff here, but I, I still think it's the Bengals in this case. Javar Chase will get back. They're going to go through some bumps right now because they're without their most versatile, toughest weapon on offense. But Joe Burrow, we know exactly what he is. Luana Anarumo gets that defense playing so hard, even though they don't have a lot of frontline types of guys. They got Trey Henderson. They got Von Bell, who's playing at a really high level. But the way that they play and how disciplined they are and the juice that they bring, I, I just think you can't bet against the Bengals out of that group. And I didn't mention the Patriots. We'll see. But there's a lot a lot they got to get better at not
4: a lot that's inspiring as a pats fan
2: they're trying to they're, i mean they're trying to figure some things out right now mac jones is still playing with a really significant injury don't forget that i mean he's he's off the injury report now but he's coming back from a high ankle sprain like ask any player if you have that injury you feel it even when you're past the treatment phase you're back to playing you feel that injury for a long time plus he missed a month of reps and right. practice for a month it's a young quarterback it's a new offense it's a lot of moving parts in terms of along the offensive line, in terms of the backfield with Damian Harris being out, the wide receivers on a week-to-week basis. You kind of, you know, Jacoby Myers is going to get his shots, but is it is it Kendrick Bourne? Is it Nelson Aguilar? And you don't know. Yeah. So they're, this is what the Patriots do, though. There's a reason that Bill Belichick is, is one of the great coaches of all time. They get better every year. Look at Bill Belichick's record in September versus what it is in December. They always find their way. They work through the kinks, but it's hard to work through those kinks when... You don't have the quarterback on the field. And that's been one of their challenges through the course of this season. So
4: Let's let's think worst case here. Maybe they only win a couple
2: more games the rest of the
4: year, right? And Mac kind of struggles. Are they in the market for a quarterback for 2023?
2: I mean, it would raise a lot of questions. I think, again, it's probably unfair to judge Mac Jones based off of a season where he had a a major injury. It was a pretty severe high ankle sprain that he was dealing with there. Um, There was something to be said for potentially having surgery on that ankle. He decided he didn't want to do that and came back and played. And and you got Bailey Zappi, love Bailey Zappi. I mean, he's probably a, an eight to ten year backup in the NFL, right. as opposed to being your starting quarterback. But you know, any team that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, Aaron Rodgers for a long period of time, any team that doesn't have those guys is looking. And so it'd be malpractice to not be in the market. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo earlier. Could there be a potential reunion? Could you bring him in and pair him with the Mac Jones? I don't know that you need to do that, honestly, because you've got Bailey Zappi there along right. with Mac Jones, too. But, you yeah, know, there's a lot of questions that would be raised off of that. A lot more to come here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. we got Christian Fulton coming up. We've got Cliff Averill and my old buddy Jim Mahoney's got a new movie, Bar Fight, in select theaters coming up soon. Jim you're going to join us in studio right after this.
1: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
3: Jim Mahoney, how did this how did this movie come together? Uh, we had only 15 days to make it. For budgetary reasons, for schedule reasons. 15 days. 15 days to make a feature film. How long's the script? Yeah. Uh, about 105 pages. And somebody do the math on that. That's seven pages a day, somewhere around there. If we were lucky, uh, because what ended up happening was this was shot in some end of summer 2021 when everyone was like, COVID's done. We're fine. Like they almost lifted restrictions. And then we had two COVID cases that shut down the movie. So it went from 15 days to 13 days. So it was already like an insane schedule. Did you lose one of the actors? We might have, we might, we we might have, we might have. Uh, so you had to cast
2: someone new, or do you have like understudy situation because it's COVID and you oh need to be prepared for
3: contingency? You have to cast somebody. If it were to happen, you have to cast somebody new. <sighs> Are you not allowed to talk about no, this? No, I'm just, I'm just live. I'm just, 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 yeah, 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 just so yeah. aware. It's live on Roku, <laughs> uh, SiriusXM, <laughs> which One online. Radio Station. That's yeah. great, I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, it, it like we had to find somebody to come in and uh, basically take over the reins for uh, a, a major character and reshoot. Certain aspects. We shoot certain aspects. There was one moment where, because it was a very difficult shoot, it was a lot of fun. Everybody was in such great spirits, and they worked so hard. They just loved this project, so it was a lot of fun. But at one point, on like day eleven, I remember telling the cast, I was like, "We're finally caught up," and they're like, "What are you talking about? We're finally. I was like, "We've been playing catch up this whole time," and they're all like, "Oh." I also am glad that I watched that clip because I saw you bleeped out one of the swear words, so I'm, I'm <laughs> doing my best to, like, manage my language. Yeah, please. Worked at the bar for 11 years, so mm-hmm. forgive me. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so it was a uh, trying shoot. Also, um, so at the end of the shoot, we had to essentially schedule it to finish the movie in a seven-day week. So I was like, we're going to do, all, uh, we have to finish it by Sunday. Um, somebody was basically getting surgery on Monday, so the movie has to be done by that date. And we, on Saturday, uh, so the sixth day, we were, sorry, the idea was Saturday was the last, like, full day. Sunday was going to be, like, a half day. Like, mm-hmm. a splinter crew, uh, simple shoot, just to shoot one scene. So, come Saturday, we are filming the final scene of the movie, which takes place on a rooftop. Takes so place. Don't give away the spoilers. The movie literally just came out today, and it's your movie. Fantastic. So, it takes place in a specific location <laughs> that is on top of a building. Uh, but they, uh, the... Um, While we were at this certain location setting up, and there's like multiple trucks being set up to do this, by the way, when you film something, you have to scout locations, then you have to get permits and licenses and map everything out. So we're there setting up. And it turns out the company that uh, we hired or we paid to lease this location didn't have rights to the location. (laughs) And so that day I was basically told, it's like, you have to rewrite the ending to come up with a, uh, basically a secondary ending right now, as in this evening. And where was it going to be? It was going to be uh, so. It was supposed to be on a, on the top of a location, and then we had to. Basically, I was I was asked like, "What do you need minimally? Like, what is the, the, the least amount of things mm-hmm. that you need to complete the ending?" Uh, and I was like, "I need these three things: open space, whatever uh, a few a few components." Again, I'm trying not to give anything away. But uh, the line producer was like, "I can get it to you tomorrow." So the last day, we was supposed to be like a half day, it's like we can film the ending of the movie. So that night, I had to rewrite the entire ending. Uh then we had to re-scout everything, uh shoot the entire ending to then deliver the movie to where the producers were like, We should reshoot that ending. And I was like, Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, and we actually were able to, so we did do one reshoot in January shortly afterwards. But I was it, it was sort of tearing my hair out because I was like, Is this what's gonna have to happen? Uh but Your hair still looks great. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh it's grown in since then. Um but it was Yeah, it was nuts. But uh, I had talked to a a director. um, I won't name her name, but she was she basically walked me through the process of making her first indie film. And she said she can say this because she's like, I had a kid and going through the process of being pregnant and giving birth was horrible. And then the second she gave birth, she was like, I want to do it all over again. She's like, that's (laughs) the exact same feeling. I had with filmmaking and I was like, I get that. Okay.
2: Yeah. And this was your directorial debut. In it Modified, was. It was. Yes. Which is a lot to, it's a lot to take on. It
3: was is hefty.
2: I, I want to dig more into this uh, first though. So I, I imagine there's some people who recognize you, uh, but don't know where from. And so I just want to, I want to pull back the curtain on this a little bit. Can we see what people, especially NFL fans might know Jim from, mm-hmm. we can bring up the green grab. Funny. Yeah, that's this Have makes sense. If you've ever wow. seen the downy <laughs> Unix guy, yep, this commercial has run six thousand <laughs> times. <laughs>
3: Over like five years. What year was this shot? That was shot in 2017. So I also Five years. I, I also, they, they like dyed my eyebrows for this to make me look younger. Like I didn't I didn't look that young when they shot it. And uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, but
2: that is still running now.
4: Yeah. Like
3: every commercial break on football games, we still see you. I mean, al- I'm also a weird alien character in the Orville. Like where I have like a giant broccoli face uh, and I don't speak English. So I have this, I have the weirdest <laughs> career of anybody that I know. So you got the bad fitting t-shirt correct broccoli face broccoli face
2: with red eyes and then you wrote a children's movie that was nominated for an
3: Oscar that yeah that happened Klaus or Claus Klaus, Klaus. See, that's just confusing I understand it okay, yeah it's a, it's a Christmas movie I remember we called galop that's confusing <laughs>
2: <laughs> Klaus I mean so we we go back right a long way let's actually let's bring up a photo so we are both seeing if either of us have a photo of us together because we've known each other since about the third grade yeah about Uh, that my wife dug up one photo from i think it was a sadie hawkins dance once upon a time i don't know if we have the photos that we can show you you also came up with one i believe from the senior party that we had in high school in minnesota Mm -hmm. growing up there Mm -hmm. which I, I, in all of our dealings, and this is not to uh, cast any aspersions upon you, but I, I would not have seen you writing a children's movie. I, I, I 100%. There we are, are. sandy <laughs> Hawkins,
3: Jim and the low left there with the with the hugh grant haircut going on <laughs> a little bit you, from, everyone
2: uh... <laughs> all the girls thought you looked like hugh grant in high school it was very frustrating uh i'm Incredible. like halfway up there on the left with really bad acne going on there so just look for the red face guy that's just me creeping too just uh, that's, creeping
3: that's a long time ago that's like, <laughs> are you that's
2: like 1998 are right you there? third from
0: left there in the third row to, or, i am some, fourth, fourth from left, left fourth in oh, the fourth. fourth
2: row ah if we count yeah, yeah. that uh yeah. Okay, I see yeah, that's, that's, okay yeah that's yeah that's a look. That's yeah, that's, that's very that's Minnesota. And just so uh, everybody knows like this there. is not
3: just the most Minnesota thing ever a bunch of people wearing plaid. The idea yeah, behind this anyhow is you wear a plaid that's shirt. My. It's but like how do
2: you end up <laughs> writing a children's movie?
3: Oh man, it was uh so I uh just, oh, man, I moved out to Los Angeles to work as, as a comedian and as an actor and then uh, realized how difficult it was to just be told you could be allowed to work. So I started writing um uh, like internet stuff, like short films and web series and stuff And I, with my good friend, Zach Lewis. And we then started, you know, having some success in that. So we started making more internet things and we wanted to get larger. So we taught ourselves to write features and then uh, wrote like several bad ones until eventually we got signed by a manager. Cause they were like, you guys have a sense of comedy. And we were running like bro comedies, like <laughs> all rated dude comedies. And then through these meetings that you have, like you just basically take meetings over and over and over again until you eventually like click with somebody that then's like, I think you might actually be available to do something. You might connect with this creative, and that creative ended up being Sergio Pablo's, and that is the writer, other writer and director of Klaus. He had um, uh, written and created the concept that became Despicable Me, mm-hmm. like sold it to Illumination, and then watched somebody else direct his movie. And he decided, I want to make something of myself. So for 10 years, he was developing the origin story of Santa. But everybody, the town, as this goes with the industry in film and television, is that nobody really allows you to do a thing unless you've done the thing. And so it's very difficult. And no one was buying this movie from him because there's no script. We don't believe that this is a real story yet. And he wasn't a writer at the time. So he was looking for writers and they want to charge so much money. And Zach Lewis and I were new. We met him through one of those meetings And uh, we actually Skyped with him because he's based in Madrid. So this is pre-Zoom. And he was like, I think you guys seem great. You guys have a good sense of story. Uh, Why don't you send me one of your sample scripts? And we're like, sure, and then we hang the phone. We're like, not getting this movie. Like
2: the movie. <laughs> what, it, did send, what did you send him?
3: It was like a bro dude comedy. Um, I can't even remember the exact. It was just R rated, so far off base, probably has no. Should not see the light of day. And he read it, and he was like, "You guys are great." Like this is. Work out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Are you sure about this?" He's like, and he he had a good point. He was like, "You guys have a sense of heart in your writing, but also." The thing he runs into with a lot of writers when they were working in animation was that they write characters as if they're cartoon characters. He's like, I don't want that. Mm. So I feel like you guys will find a nice middle ground. We wrote, we worked with him for like over a year. He worked on the script after, and then he made it into this brilliant thing. But so much of the credit is given to him because it's also visually, the visual language of that movie is just wonderful. It's just nostalgia. And so, yeah, I got to give him way more credit. But that's how that came about and then it was like now we work in animation because that's the thing you did and then same thing where I was like I want to get back to making kind of weird genre smashing movies like we grew up watching you know one of my favorite movies was like Death Becomes Her Mm. or um (laughs) uh uh man like Goonies uh, all the Amblin movies where it's sort of like a sort of scary kids movie and stuff and so I wanted to get back to that And that's how this, you know, Gallop and then became Bar Fight.
2: We were talking about this in here uh, before you came in off air about the fact that like somebody was, I think Brockman was reading the list of like the best picture uh, winners in recent years. And I'm like, nope, didn't see it. Nope, didn't see it. And TJ goes like, well, what are the movies you've seen most? I'm like, Swingers, Dirty Work, American Pie. (laughs) Dirty Work. (laughs) Dirty
3: Work's one of the best bad movies. Norm Norm Wilson was, that was his last uh, film role was was in Klaus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think well he was actually crazy enough he was actually a voice in the Orville. Another is a voice oh, in the Orville. Was he also a broccoli face character? He was a broccoli blob. Like he was like an animated blob. <laughs> like
2: we have so much in common. So really what's coming next from you is these long dust off the, the bro comedies. Then I don't know if any of them look like what we looked like uh, in high school, but mm. I imagine, look at this. <laughs> wow. You sent me this photo last night. Yeah. I had never seen it. I before. am
3: shocked that I was able to find this. I just like um, my, I was with my girlfriend and I was I got that. You sent me a picture of us from high school. And I was like, I got to find pictures and opened up a shoebox And this was like on top. Like this was like <laughs> wow. in the top of a stack of great photos, whatever face you're doing. I I'm I am it.
2: dead sober there, by the way, this was during like <laughs> one of those overnight. Yeah lock-ins were like nobody drink we can have fun without right. alcohol so i think i don't know if i'm tired Lock-in. there or i figured i figured out it was from the senior party because our friend tim mccarthy right there along with pat stoneking tim's holding something that says participation bucks on it i had to i had to zoom in that was like the you wow. want to go in the bounce house okay. <laughs> <laughs> fake dollar. how are, about a funnel cake those ridiculous things yeah. so yeah. vikings bills on sunday you got to be excited about the vikings i am excited Wednesday. about
3: the vikings i'm a lifelong fan so my life is just torture uh, uh, has been forever uh but I, I i hope that this is another one of those years where they don't like just set themselves up for what should be success and then you know disappoint me at the end of the season but uh also my my girlfriend's mother her family is from buffalo so she is like a psychotic mm. buffalo bills fan so this is really gonna have a trickle-down effect in your yeah.
2: household for a while here then I think so, yeah. I well it's gonna be case keenum in all likelihood do we have that official have we seen it We've been so engaged. Over uh, here. We Are haven't you doing seen anything, anything over there, Brockman. Just, just watch Twitter.
0: <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Oh my God, I, 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 I love stuff like this. You guys have known each other for so long. When, when you look back on like, your high school years, what was like, your hopes and your goals? Do you guys remember like, you know, what you wanted to be doing when you were you know, 15, 16,
3: 17? I was actually talking to, to, to Tom about this. I have a vivid memory of we had a public speaking class together. And uh, you have no memory of this when we were talking about no. it. No, like, I, I remember the class. I remember where it was, but I don't remember. And they, this. you know, they give you like there's like five speeches you do it throughout the year, and one of them's like an informative speech or something. I don't even remember the subject, but or like what the speech was supposed to be about. But Tom, at like 16, basically broke down why the zero to hero game happened. And was that 81, 91, or 87? 1991 World uh, Series. Minnesota Twins, yeah. And he basically broke down the lineup of both teams and how the coaches, how, how the Minnesota coaches did this genius lineup to counter whoever the hell they were playing at the time. And it right. went on, I was like, he was like a weird savant. Like he was like my buddy that we played basketball with together. And we were like, sip alcohol privately in random houses, corners of people's houses. And then I watched him like just unload all this knowledge of sports. And I was like, I have no idea what this dude is saying, but it's unbelievable. It was like a, it was like a Goodwill hunting moment. It was crazy. <laughs> And so I was like, this guy needs to work in sports, I guess. <laughs> but then I, I don't think I had like, I definitely didn't have a aspiration to work in film. I was obsessed with films. I spoke in films mm-hmm. um, and television, but it was mostly unlike the performance side, but that didn't exist. That was not a real thing. It wasn't until college that I kind of fell backwards into that. But I think the plan was to be an attorney because my dad is an attorney. So the idea was to go out and do that. But. I uh, went to I
2: went to college as a finance major and lasted one class and then pivoted back to exactly what you're talking about, literally doing what I was doing in the tenth grade. Yeah. You swung all the way back around. We both had the same mindset, which was just we're gonna we're gonna just sit there all the time. Yeah, we're just gonna do what everybody else is doing. Yeah,
3: this is I, way more fun. I worked Not it. nearly as lucrative. Way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there were many many years of uh, of th- wondering was this a terrible terrible mistake. <laughs> um, but I I I, yeah, I remember like working for a law f- working for my dad's law firm and like as a paralegal or a clerk or whatever the hell it is and i was just like this is awful and then also taking classes and i was like this is awful can't do it so yeah the movie is
2: bar fight it is ifc films bar fight is in select theaters around the country you can also watch for free on amc plus you can download it on itunes wherever you might download movies also got the movie gatlop as well but check out bar fight it is out today melissa fumero rachel bloom luca jones a whole lot more jim mahoney my old friend thanks very much for being here thank you for having me we shall be back there are a bunch of injury updates during the segment. we've we've got some answers on tj watt among others did you find an answer on josh allen over there brockman uh no we're <laughs> hour to hour day by day day by day hour We're not at the end of the hour, hour. Yet, so we'll be back rich Eisen show We got some injury updates as well. Run through them quickly here. T.J. Watt says he will play on Sunday against the Saints. Does not think he'll be on a snap count. That's a pretty big boost. By the way, how about that? Right on time in his return uh, from a pictorial injury. Shaquille Leonard out again against the Raiders. So one less uh, weapon for Jeff Saturday. <laughs> head Every coach day Jeff Saturday. Is Saturday. Colts head coach Jeff interim, Saturday. <laughs> interim head coach Jeff Saturday. He might be terrible at this. He might be horrible, and he'll say, thank you for the opportunity. But you just don't know. Deion Jackson's also out, but Jonathan Taylor being back should help that. Yep. And Josh Allen, all right, not spotted at the start of practice. Guess what? Was spotted running off the field after practice in his practice jersey. First time this week we've seen him wearing it, according to Elena Getzenberg. Okay. So what does it mean? He's playing. I mean, hey, two hours ago, Sean McDermott said... Hour to hour. hour, by hour. By One <laughs> hour ago, no Josh Allen to practice. This hour, Josh Allen to practice. Hour by hour. 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 All right, let's get to the fantasy gospel. TJ Jefferson, your time to shine. What do you got for me?
0: Rise up. The fantasy church is open. Oh, brothers and sisters, (laughs) it's good to see you all today uh, here at the Fantasy Gospel with Brother Jefferson. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. And brothers and sisters, let's give a warm welcome to our brother from another church, Pastor Pellissero. It's good to have you here today, my brother. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. And now let's talk a little bit about week 10, and we'll make you... Go on your route and on your way to fantasy glory. <laughs> and now, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you who's not him. And basically, Tom, who's not him is that's who I'm going to tell you to sit this week. These are people who, no, get, you, know, you I know, know, I get the him uh, thing. Him and not <laughs> him. This isn't him. All right. So are we're going to start off with H-Y-M-N. H-Y-M-N. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the fantasy him. the no, we're going to start with uh, Deacon Derek Oh, no. Yes, the quarterback. You know, even though the Colts have been in complete disarray this year. Devastated. Just, you know, <laughs> their past defense has held up. And they and opposing QBs averages 16.6 fantasy points against the Colts. And, uh, you know, Deacon Carr, he has no Darren Waller. He has no Hunter Renfro. I don't know what's going on, but if they win this game, it's going to be because of Deacon Josh Jacobs carrying the rock and taking him to glory. So I'm going to say sit, brother Carr, in the pew next to you. Also, brother Gabriel Davis. Amen. Case Kadem, good quarterback. I don't know what their cohesiveness is. Is it bad I have two guys on this list? Well, I mean, it could be. Uh, You know, Steph Diggs should thrive because he and Case know each other. I don't know about Brother Gabriel Davis. He struggled lately, only has 10 PPR points against the Packers and the Jets combined. So I don't know, man. I'm not feeling good about him. And Melvin Gordon, there's just too many backs there. I'd go with Latavius Murray, maybe, but I'm going to have to sit, Brother Melvin Gordon. And now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, who will take you to fantasy glory? (laughs) Deacon Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. Yes, I said it. Deacon Dalton Schultz. So Dak is back. Ooh, wow. Dalton Schultz hasn't been playing great. You know, he had an injury, but, you know, six catches for 74 yards against the Bears uh, a few weeks ago. Packers have allowed three touchdowns to tight ends over the past two games. Schultz and Dak, they have a thing going, man, and, and I think this is going to be the week that uh, Deacon Schultz just balls out. And then we got George Pickens. I mm-hmm. mean – I don't know. I think there's going to be a shootout in New Orleans, Tom, and this is just all guessing, but I think it's time for George Pickens to shine, and I'm predicting it's going to be this week. And now we have running back Brother Jamal Williams. Look, I call him the Noah's Ark of fantasy football because every time Brother Jamal scores, it's by two. Two touchdowns every time he gets in the end zone. I think he's going to have two more against the Bears this week, Mm. so I would say put Brother Williams in your lineup. And now like to do something I call head or gut, Tom, and that is sometimes you just look at the stats and you use your head like, okay, this is what this says. Mm-hmm. Other times you got to dig deep down in your belly, right, and you just got to go by your gut and go with what your gut tells you. Let that Holy Ghost feel, move you, and motivate you. So I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to brother Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. who's playing against the 49ers, brother Jefferson says, sit, Justin Herbert, Whoa. this week. It's hard to trust him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are hurting. 49ers average they're allowed just an average of 15 fantasy points per game to opposing qbs i don't like this matchup for justin i don't like his receivers i'm gonna say sit brother herbert and also now what i want you to remember is not all who wander are lost there are some strays out there brother pastor pelisar (laughs) and we got to bring those strays home we got to bring them home and they will eventually help lead us to glory so, what I'm telling you is, I need you to show these players the way and pick them up on your teams. Mm-hmm. That is, brother Odell Beckham. I don't know where brother <laughs> Odell's gonna go, but wherever he Playing lands, I say you have him on your team and he will help lead you down the land of milk and honey. Yes, brother Traylon Burks, they drafted him because he was an A.J. Brown clone, but they've gotten no production out of that wide receiver position. This might be the time it's coming. Put your hands in the air for Brother Burks, because I feel like he might be the man. It might be his time. And Brother with White, the Bucks got to run that rock. Tom, they got to run that ball. And I think it's time for Brother White to stand up and lead you down that path of glory. And brothers and sisters, that is the fantasy though Can I get an amen? Amen. amen? amen. Lord, thank you. Let us play. <laughs> Let us play.
2: I've had to stop myself from picking up Odell Beckham Jr. about four weeks in a row <laughs> in like a dynasty league where it's, I got limited cap space right. at some point. It's going to be a thing, but is it going to be, is he going to be impactful before the fantasy season is over? Right. That would be my question. Well, I, 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 had room. I had room on my team. I picked him up just, in case, just to keep him from somebody man. else having them. If Yeah, if your playoffs are week 15, 16. Right.
0: Which, by the way, if you're you're already fantasy? 10,
2: he's not playing for at least two more weeks. Is he going to be ready and up to speed and performing for three, four weeks there? Also, if you're playing in fantasy,
0: your playoffs cannot start week 14. There's like six no, bye there's weeks. There's still bye weeks in week So it, you have yeah. to go 15 yeah.
2: to start. Your, or What kind of league are you well, in? Well, if you don't have... Well no, I wouldn't think that, right? It'd be weeks sixteen, seventeen, 17 and maybe even eighteen. Like I don't I don't foresee with this extra week
0: teams tank in the way that they usually would do. Like, you know, so many guys would sit out that last week I think I think you can go the whole way this year.
2: One other injury update that just popped up might impact some of your fantasy advice. Kyler Murray, according to Cliff Kingsbury, game time decision. Oh, wow. We'd have to go back. <clears throat> Ooh. And look at the history of game-time decisions yeah. uh, with Cliff, because I think James Conner was a game-time yeah. decision for several weeks in a row there. Collar's dealing with a hamstring. Ugh. Is running is a big part of his game. And Are he's they actually willing to put him out there? Uh, we'll talk a lot more about that Ugh. as this show rolls on. Lord, could you lay, lay your hands on the
1: hamstring, <laughs> uh, of Brother Murray,
0: uh, and allow him to perform at his highest level <laughs> on Sunday? Can I get an
2: amen? What uh, yeah. is <laughs> Yes, Lord. If not, it's the Colt McCoy Show. Could be Colt McCoy, John Wolford coming up on Sunday.